So this year, being that it's Erev Pesach HaShabbos, it has an advantage. It makes some things a lot more difficult, which is, you know, all the stress of having chametz in your house and getting rid of it and making sure it's enough and finishing it on time. But it has a very nice advantage, which is that once you're finished with your Suda on Shabbos, which is going to be at 11 o'clock, then you have the whole day to rest. So you can actually, we can actually all get to the Seder this year and we have a good chance of staying awake and alert and being actually uh, involved in the Seder in a way that we perhaps wouldn't have in a previous year. So this is very rare. We only get it once or twice every 20 years. Uh, and, and we can make the most of it. You know, we can actually have much more, get much more out of the Seder in, in, uh, in a year like this. So what, what is it that we want to get out of the Seder? So often the father or grandfather leads the Seder, and the children, once they're old enough to contribute, they contribute the Divataira. And uh, um, the mother, you know, uh, if she actually had some time to prepare, that's, that's beautiful, or if she remembers Divataira from years past, or she's a very quick reader, so then, you know, she can also contribute to, to the, the Seder. But the truth is that a woman who doesn't have the responsibility of running the Seder has a unique opportunity, and that's the opportunity to listen to the Seder. And when you listen to the Seder, there's a lot to take out of the Seder simply by listening and appreciating what it is without the, the achrayas to run the Seder. And that being said, so what is it that we want to walk away from the Seder with? What do we want to hear? What is it that we want to listen to? We want to strengthen our Amunah as Jews. We want to reinforce our belief in Tyra and Yitzhiya Mitzrayim and our pride as a nation. We want to work on our sense of gratitude to Hashem for all that He has done for us as a nation and for what He has granted us personally in our lifetime. We want to create a feeling of trust and betachen in Hashem. We want to know we can rely on Him as He has always been there for us multiple times throughout history. Now, every one of these points is emphasized in the Haggadah multiple times. Every part of the Agadah is a chizik and amuna, and we remember exactly, we detail exactly how Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim took place in the greatest detail that we can. We express gratitude so many ways, right? We say brachis, we say kiddush, we say dayenu, we say hal. We testify to how Hashem listened to our, to Klai Yisrael davening during Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, so we strengthen our own bitachin that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to listen to our tefillahs too, and will be redeemed as well. Hopefully this year, certainly next year, as we say, right? Lashana Babi Yerushalayim. We strengthen our emuna in the ultimate geula. Now, all these fundamentals of Yiddishkeit, right, and many more, are addressed and strengthened in the Haggadah. And simply isolating the message of each part of the Haggadah, even in the simplest of terms, gives a tremendous boost to a meaning and connection to the Haggadah. Now, every person has a unique mission uh, in life, and the challenges more often than not, is to recognize what that mission is, and not only to recognize, but also to feel that we are accomplishing something in that mission, and, and we're, we're making progress, and accomplishing our purpose. And all of us have a struggle, usually more than one, and it occupies our minds, right? How are we going to succeed? It can be parenting children, it could be personal growth, it can be struggles with midas, it can be difficulty in davening and shalom bias, and whatever. Whatever our struggle is, we would like direction, how to tackle our mission and overcome our difficulties. And the Haggadah gives us a tremendous amount of inspiration. It gives us a tremendous amount of inspiration and motivation, and sometimes direction even, how to approach our own personal sense of mission, our own personal sense of, of accomplishment in life, what we need to get out of life. <clears throat> 
The Haggadah has four parts, which correspond to the four kaisis, right? The first part of the Haggadah is Kiddush, that's the first kais. The second part is Magid, which is the bulk of all the Sipritius Mitzrayim. And the third part is the Suda, where we do all the mitzvahs, matzah, mar, kairech, and shulchan Ayrech, and then we also have the kais of benching. And then the last kais is Halal, when we give the ultimate, we, we finish Halal, and we say the praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So let's take it piece by piece and see what we can get out of it. So the first part, the first kais, is the kais of Kiddush. And it's very interesting, because why is it that the first kais of the Haggadah is the kais of Kiddush? And when we call something one of the Arab kaises, that means it's a very specific thing. There are Arab Lashonish Shalgu'ula, there's Haitsesi, Vigaalti, Vilokhti, etc. Right? We have the, each one of the four kaises are very special, and they're very unique to Pesach. But the first kais of the Seder doesn't seem to be something so special. It's not something unique. We do it every Shabbos. We do it every Yantiv. Right? Why is it one of the Arba Kaisis? What makes it unique that it's a Pesach Kiddush? It's an Arba Kaisis Kiddush. It starts off the Haggadah. What is it there to do? Now, what's unique about this Kiddush is that every single person does it. That's what's unique about the Kiddush. The rest of the year, one person makes Kiddush for everybody. The father of the family makes Kiddush. He's mighty everybody, and he's the only one who needs to drink. Yeah, everybody takes a little sip. Even if you don't take that little sip, but he's the only one who makes Kiddush, he's mates everybody, and he drinks it himself. This is one time a year that everybody has to make Kiddush. Every single person has to make Kiddush, man, woman, and child. Even if one person says it and it's mates everybody, everybody has to drink. Essentially, everybody is making their own Kiddush. That's what's special about the Kiddush of Pesach by night. And that has a very, very specific message. Everybody has to make their own Kiddush because the Kiddush has to speak to each person as an individual. That is what Kiddush on Pesach night is about. It's Kiddush for every single person. It's not us as a nation, it's not us as a group, and it's not us as a community. It's each person alone. Pesach, on the night of, the Pes- of Pesach, each person is obligated to see themselves. Every person sees themselves that they left Mitzrayim. Now you think a minute, what that means is that we have to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have taken each one of us as an individual out of Mitzrayim. That means each one of us as an individual is worthy of being taken out of Mitzrayim. Each one of us as an individual would have been worthwhile for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to perform ten makas, to perform all the nisim, the kriyas yamsev, and everything in order that we should leave Mitzrayim. That's what is symbolized, that's what is specific about the Kiddush on Pesach night, it's a kiddush for an, individ- an individual. It's not a kiddush of a crowd. It's not a kiddush of a tzibur. It's a kiddush of an individual. Each person has to understand that what Pesach night has here to tell us is that each one of us merits their own Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. And each one of us went out of Mitzrayim, so to speak, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu would have taken us out of Mitzrayim and will take us out of our own personal Mitzrayim as well. When we say, we're talking very personally. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me the mitzvahs. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants my Torah, wants my mitzvahs, and wants my Kiddush. Kiddush of Pesach starts off the Haggadah to motivate us and to help us recognize our worth and our pride and our importance as an individual. And every single person has to understand that there was a Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim then and there's a Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim now. Chazal, the Mepharshim say that Mitzrayim has, from the word of Mitzarim, it's our limitations, it's the things that restrain us, that hold us back. And the, the thing that restrains us most often the most is ourselves. 
we don't necessarily recognize how much potential we have. We don't recognize how much power we have. We don't empower ourselves enough. We don't have enough confidence. And the Kiddush of Pesach night says, you can't be Yitzhak from someone else. You can't listen to someone else. And you can't just let him drink. You have to do it. Every person has to do it. Every man, woman, and child has to do it. It's the one time a year that every woman has to make her own Kiddush and she can't be Yitzhak with her husband. And that's what Kiddush is there to do for us on the night of Pesach. The second case is dedicated to Sipri Yitzhak Mitzrayim, right? Which is the focal point of the Seder. And there's so many things to talk about in Sipri Yitzhak Mitzrayim. It's long and there's a lot there. But there's one point which is so important and it's a very actually a particular place where a mother and a wife can play such an important role. Chazal came up with all kinds of ideas to encourage people to ask questions and encourage children and ourselves to ask questions, right? They change so many things, we do it differently, we have the Manishtana, we, we, there are so many Minhagam and Pesach to make things different so that children should ask questions, right? Questions are the mainstay of the Seder. The Torah itself encourages that Magad should be done in question and answer form. It says, Eventually your child will ask you. That's what Terah wants. There should be a question and answer. But the single most important factor, I think, and I think we'll all agree, in getting someone to ask questions is not the ability to answer the question and not the exceptional practice or minig which will encourage the question. The most important factor is to actually listen to the question. To be there, to hear it, to listen to it. Children, or anybody for that matter, will only ask a question if there's someone who's going to listen to the question. And more than that, a person will only ask a question if they feel comfortable to ask the question, they know they won't be ridiculed, they won't be shushed, they won't be judged for their questions. Listening to the question is many degrees of importance greater than answering the question. And as anyone who has older children can testify, that most people just want to be heard. They want the question to be heard. The answer is almost secondary. It's the important part is that the question should be heard. And there's a lot of saying in the Seder, right? We say, we say, we say, and the leader of the Seder is tasked with the job of saying and adding and explaining and moving the Seder along. But a, a, a mother and a wife have that unique opportunity, that ability, just to be there to listen to the questions and to hear them and to be much of them. And by doing so, we're actually doing the greatest job of making an atmosphere of question and answer for the Seder. And it's perhaps the most important thing of all. Now, sitting back and listening to the process of questions and answers that goes on by the Seder, to me, is the most, uh, the, 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 perhaps the greatest testament to the truth and beauty and uniqueness of what Yiddishkeit is all about. There is no other religion that encourages questions. Maybe other religions have answers, but there's no religion that encourages questions. The most greatest virtue in any religion is blind faith, acceptance without questions. The only religion that actually is based upon question and answers is Yiddishkeit. And when we participate in Cypriot Yitzchak and we encourage questions and we ask questions and we answer or we don't answer, or we accept the questions, we are reinforcing the truth of the Torah to the greatest and most convincing way possible. The Torah can stand any test, any scrutiny, any peer review, and it welcomes it. The Torah is founded upon asking and answering questions. And if you, look, you listen more to these different Torah, which you know, they tend to accrue over the years, the truth of the Torah shines through 
when we see how, how over many generations, multiple beautiful answers have been given to these famous questions. You know, think of, just for an example, Divritari, you probably heard many times, uh, why isn't there a bracha for Magid, right? Very famous questions, usually the beginning of all the sheets. Why isn't there a bracha for Magid? Why don't you make There's got to be at least 10 answers for that question, right? Uh, you know, if you've been by enough Sadarim, you should be able off the top of your head to knock off at least three answers. There's at least 10. And when you think about it, what other area of wisdom is like that? In every other area of Chachma, in every other area of education, if there's a question and then you have an answer, it's resolved. We move on. What other area of Chachma is there that we give one answer, and then we give another answer, and then we give another answer, and we give 10 answers and 20 answers, and the Beis Yasef's question on Hanukkah has 100 answers? That's only the Torah is like that. There's nothing else like that, because the Torah has an infinite amount of depth. And you ask a question, questions are just there to help us reveal the secrets of the Torah. It's just to open up how much wisdom and how much beauty and how much inspiration there is. So when we see on Pesach night and we hear the answer, and yes, we know, we've heard this again, and answer, and answer, and answer, step back for a minute and just listen. And realize what we're listening to, something which is only in the Torah, nowhere else. This is Yiddishkeit at its best. <clears throat> we, we can't personally begin to estimate the, the effect that Yitzhi has on our children. And I just want to finish with this nice vart that Reb Elyashev says. Uh, Reb Elyashev says that in Parashas Ba, is a very famous question that Moshe um, Rabbeinu talks to Klal Yisrael and he tells them, Eventually your children will tell you, uh, What is this that you're doing? One of the questions, right? One of the, the questions of the Manashtana, the question of the four sons. And the Rashi explains that the particular question that Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about is actually the question that the Rasha asks. And then it says, the, the nation bowed and they gave praise to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rashi says, Why? Well, because Moshe Rabbeinu informed them they're going to have children. Now one says, they're praising the Kaddish Baruch that they're going to have children, but the child we're talking about is the Ben Rasha. We're so excited that we're going to have a Ben Rasha, that doesn't sound so exciting. So Eliashev explains, he says, no. He said that what they're thanking the Kaddish Baruch was that we're going to have children that are going to be asking this question. We're going to have children, yes, they might be Rishayim, but there's not, they're not going to stop asking us, what is Yiddishkeit about? They're not going to stop trying to find meaning. And maybe there's going to be a, a child that's a Russia, and maybe he won't find the answers he's looking for, and maybe he'll go away. But then the next generation, his children are going to ask, and they're going to ask him, what kind of worth, worthless work did you give up such a tremendous religion of meaning for? We're not referring necessarily to, to, to Russia himself, we're, we're referring to the children of the Russia and the grandchildren of the Russia who are going to come back and ask him that question, that the question he thought he was asking, they're going to ask him. You're asking, what is Yiddishkeit all about? They're going to ask him, what is Yiddishkeit all about? And how could you give all this up? And that's the, the effect of Sipriyotis Mitzrayim, the power it has to infuse so much amuna, so much bitachan, so much greatness into our personal lives and into our children's lives. I hope uh, everybody should have a wonderful Shabbos, and we'll continue this topic uh, next week.